Thank you for joining us today on Growing Grace. This podcast is a daily journey through the Bible in a devotional format to discover the beauty of God's unconditional love and limitless grace. From the Old Testament to the New, from the historical books to the Gospels, from the prophets to the epistles, we will search for the true central figure of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Now for today's devotional, here's your host, Jonathan Carver. I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a kid having incredible pain in my legs and my shins especially as I began to grow, even into my teenage years, oftentimes I would lay awake at night with this just terrible aching in my bones, experiencing what my mom called growing pains. And I didn't know what growing pains was, but I can tell you this, that I didn't like them. But they were a part of life. Growing pains are a part of life. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was an infant, I spoke like an infant, thought like an infant, I reckoned like an infant. When I became a man, I did away with infantile things. And part of the process of maturity in spiritual growth in the life of a believer is kind of learning the hard way. And that is painful at times. Spiritual growth can be exceedingly painful because we make mistakes. We, uh, we're on working on limited information. Maybe we haven't been discipled as we need to. And, and that brings us to another example of Jesus dealing with his very own disciples. In uh, Luke chapter 9, there is an instance that if you're not careful, you just read right over and you don't realize the the real necessity of discussing it. It's only two verses, and uh, but I think that we can find ourselves here in a place of m- need for maturity. Um, and and let's, let's read it. Luke 9.49 says, And John answered and said, Master, talking to Jesus, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. Now, I want you to think about this. They saw someone casting out demons in the name of Jesus, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not forbid him. For he who is not against us is on our side. There's hardly a greater message that needs to be spoken in the modern church era than this. We have everything from Anabaptist to Baptist to Missionary Baptist, Southern Baptist, Free Will Baptist, General Baptist. We have Methodist, Free Methodist, United Methodist, uh, um, uh, and, and I don't even know all of the Methodists. We have all the Church of God, Church of God of Prophecy, uh, Church of God in Indiana, uh, Cleveland, Church of God, Indiana. We have uh, Presbyterian, we have Lutheran, we have Catholic. We have all of these different names and titles that we have separated ourselves from. And it may be because of some central doctrinal issue. It may be a peripheral doctrinal issue. But the bottom line is this, is that why is it that we work so hard to stay separate? Why is it that we have black churches and white churches and we have Chinese churches? And Now, there's nothing wrong with having a church in which that you're able to worship more freely because of a better understanding from a language standpoint. I get that. 
But for people who speak the same language, why is it that we can't seem to speak the same spiritual language? And why is it that we continue to forge walls that separate us when we are flying under the same flag, that we have been washed by the same blood of Christ, when we have become partakers of the same kingdom? Um, That's a question for eternity, I suppose. Uh, But here we see how Jesus responds to it. Some guys here in the, in, the, in the disciples' ranks see someone casting out devils in Jesus' name, but yet they recognize them as not being of their party. And they went and said, what are you doing? You need to stop this, because if you're really going to do it the right way, you need to be walking with us. And they t- tell, come and tell Jesus about it. I'm sure they were quite proud of themselves. And and this I've seen this so many times. I've heard preachers, and, and I've been guilty of it too, saying, let me tell you what's wrong with the churches today. Well, many of the people who get up and make statements like that, they have no idea what's going on in other churches because they've only been in theirs. And this creates such a chasm between believers, and, and we no longer are able to get along. I remember when we used to have community services and how wonderful it was. And then we retreat right back to our walls because one of us believed once saved, always saved. And the other believes you can lose it. And one of them believes that you should speak in tongues. And the other believes that that passed away when the apostles died. One believes you should be baptized in water. And the other believes you can be sprinkled. Um, and, and, and we just continue to splinter and divide. And it's no wonder that the world looks at the church and says, why do I want to be a part of something that they can't even seem to get on the same page about? You see, spiritual maturity finally comes to the place where it realizes that I don't have to agree with every single doctrinal point in order for me to love. Maturity is not about me agreeing with everything that someone else does. There are some people who, who, who believe that they should wash with dove soap and others with Irish spring. Who cares? Why is it that we want to major on minor things and minor on major things? Why is it that we can't seem to get along? Why can't we have coffee with someone with whom we disagree on some scriptural doctrinal point? Jesus forbids sectarianism, and that's what it is. When we begin to splinter away from one another... And when we begin to separate over some of the most insane things, it's not maturity, it's immaturity. And we need to grow in grace. We'll see you tomorrow.